Welcome to episode two of the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast, the fastest growing conservative, evangelical, charismatic Anglican podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area. And I'm joined today by uh, the musical genius that is Robert Fire, our music minister, and Ben Woolpe, our curate, who will also be preaching, or in fact, by the time you hear this, will have preached on, on our passage for today which is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 1 through to 9. And I've asked Robert if he'd be kind enough to read that for us. Ephesians 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Bondservants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with the good will as to the Lord and not to man knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bondservant or is free. Masters, do the same to them, and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and that there is no partiality with him. Well, thank you very much. So... To begin our conversation, as always, what strikes us from, from this particular passage? Well, there's some context necessary here, right? As we're reading through Ephesians 5 and chapter 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked last time about how the whole passage in end of chapter 5 with wives and husbands was governed by chapter 5, verse 21, where we're called, called to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm. And so this is still following along under that governing principle uh, and talking about different uh, types of relationships, children and parents, uh, slaves and masters, or I think we can just apply that to workers and bosses and any kinds of authorities in our lives or right. our, our societies. Yeah, I mean, if the, the passage, if you do look at it from 521, through to, to 6.9, it's sort of hedged with the same thing as well, where it, as it ends here, uh, that, that our master in heaven is Jesus, mm-hmm. and there's no partiality with him, that sort of sense of us all being treated equitably by, by him. It, it is shocking though, I mean I imagine that anybody hearing this for the first time is going to hear bond servants in the ESV translation some older books will probably just use the word slave yeah, yeah. Um, and that is worthy of some serious discussion yeah you know, what, what's the bible doing uh, recommending slavery is, <laughs> is that what's going on yeah I don't, I don't think so uh, as far as I interpret it what do you think Robert well I think we're, we're looking at um, a letter to a certain church at a certain time mm. where there are certain relationships um, in place and Paul addressing society as it was at that time. Yeah, I think that's good. And, and in fact, really sort of undoing it a bit. I'm sure that uh, as we looked at 
husbands having enormous power over their, their wives. The parents, fathers in particular, had enormous power over their children and, and masters, owners of people had enormous power yeah. uh, over uh, their slaves. And yet here is this incredible remark that actually masters do the same. I'm looking at verse 9. For those uh, with Bibles open at home, masters do the same to them. That's an extraordinary thing. There's a reciprocal. Yeah, that would have been unheard of in mm. the time. Yeah. Well, it, it's uh, so Paul's not condoning slavery, we say, but he's speaking into the, the structures that mm. exist in the society because they need to know about Jesus. They need to know about yeah. the gospel and what is the nature of authority and what's the nature of service and submission. Mm. And it strikes me that as he's talking about the nature of authority based on the model of Jesus Christ, Mm-hmm. that there is an equity there because everyone has the same master, uh, which is the Lord, but also that those who have authority wield it for the good of those who are in submission mm. or under authority. Rather. Yeah, I mean, I guess to jump back to the children point, you, you get that there as well in, in verse 2 and 3, that the, the children honouring their parents have a benefit from this. It actually yeah. goes well for them in the land. Yeah. And that's in the Ten Commandments. That's, uh, that's one of the... It's the Fifth Commandment, right? Uh, mm. That we are to honor our father and our mother. So this is like on the same level as don't kill, don't steal. All of uh, it's Honor a... the, you know, don't have idols. Yeah, same list. Same list. I mean, I like this, you know, fathers do not provoke your children... <laughs> I, I am well we're all dads in this room and and sometimes children can be provocative and we are actually probably better at provoking our children than they are us we have that ability it is tempting sometimes to just wind them up when they're winding you up i mean Definitely. i'm confessing that i don't know well my kids are just older now so yeah, i yeah. think the dynamic changes yeah. but um you know, if you're doing this out of, as unto Christ, as we're to be doing everything, and, and in a place of love in these relationships, we're supposed to love the Lord our God and love our neighbor, mm. love the people around us as ourself. And if we try, imperfect as we are, um, if that's our approach, then um, provoking people probably shouldn't be at the top of our list. Yeah, and he it seems like verse 4 he's putting provoking your children as the opposite of our real job, which is bringing them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Right. Do not provoke your children, but do your job, which is to bring them up in in the Lord. Yeah. Well, I mean maybe that's that's linked to what it says here in verse 5 about sincere hearts. Mm-hmm. So you just think about our homes uh Particularly, you know, we three who have a job at the front of the church and our kids see us have this job. Mm. And we stand up at the front and we say, here's a load of stuff. I've got 10 great ideas for the congregation to go home and do. My kids hear me preach this and then I go home and I'm a different creature. Yeah. You know, have I brought them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord or have I just completely trashed their faith? Yeah, well, that can be hugely destructive, right, when you see hypocrisy in any setting. Mm. Um, no one is going to want to hear what you think you have to say 
if what they're witnessing in your behavior is the antithesis of that. Mm. Well, I think that's the perennial problem of pastors' kids, ministers' kids. Of uh, there's the trope of they're the rebellious ones, and yeah. they end up walking away from their faith. And I think that's where uh, ministers, and really, we're talking about everyone, hasn't haven't taken their responsibility to minister to their family and to to bring their their children up in the Lord. And that's not always on the father, the mother. Children make their own decisions, but uh, certainly our principal job should be ministering to our families and right. bringing up our children in the Lord. And then when we jump to work, we see a similar thing. Um, obviously, in our case, you know, we work for a church and that's unusual, but it's a, it's a principle that applies to all things. If, if in my office on Tuesday when we get together, I'm you know, effing and jeffing and just absolutely <laughs> full of filth, like, you're going to be like, really? Do I want to work with this guy? <laughs> like, yeah. and, and maybe yeah. even more, is it incumbent upon you at some point to, to kind of report me? You know, this, yeah. this sincerity is so... And, and it's hard because, you know, we're, we're good friends. We get to see our weaknesses and fears as well as... Yeah, and then uh, he's talking to the, the bond servants, the, the workers, and... Mm telling them to submit and to work for with sincere hearts and obedience um, because you're bond servants of Christ uh, and because you are a worker for Christ ultimately um, as is your boss as is the authority that you're submitting to so you submit to the authority even if maybe you don't always agree with them like <laughs> we know something about that Alex and I have sometimes disagreed but he's the boss and so I, uh, I, his way goes, and, and I'm very happy 95% uh, of the time to, to go with that. Yeah, uh, and, and actually, I mean, we, we have this principle here. The, the guiding principle from 521 is a principle of the staff team. It is our staff verse, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And so, you know, okay, I'm the rector, but I'm always assuming that my job is to try and serve everyone else and mm. not just have my own way because I've got the biggest room and a chandelier <laughs> and a mahogany desk and a decanter of whiskey and the accoutrements of power, you know. But you serve with the authority of Christ. The authority you bear is his authority, which was to lay his life down and yeah. to serve and to give his life. Uh, yeah. So by, by leading, by being the authority, your job is to build others up and to, to work for the good of those who um, you have authority over. So just thinking for a moment about those who don't have the luxury of working for, you know, a, a well-heeled country parish in the rolling hills of yeah. Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, what if your boss is an absolute scumbag? And I've, I've worked in very aggressive offices. Um, I was working at three in the morning once and on a case for a, for a partner who, who came and screamed in my face and, and spit was landing on my face. Not good for these corona times. And um, he even started insulting the cheapness of my suit. Uh, which, I mean, it was a horrible suit, but um, it, that was rough. You know, what do we do? I'm, and I, I tell that story, but I bet every one of us has a story like it. Um, I've got five stories like it. You know, what's, what about that? What hope is there in this passage for us? Or what, if you're stuck at home, 
with a really difficult parent. Well, we believe in a God that is sovereign mm. and omniscient and is everywhere that we are and has experienced what we're experiencing. And, and we found him to be very trustworthy. We can mm. trust him. And uh, we know there will be a day of justice. Mm. And, and that's his job. Mm. And um, so we're called to serve others even in the difficult situation, trusting that he is ultimately in charge of that situation and every other situation. And there is no partiality with him. And I also think, you know, the older I get, I tend to be, um, you know, I think of that boss that was treating you that way, like what, what is so sad in his life? What Mm -hmm. is he afraid of? Mm -hmm. Right? Functioning from a place of fear is so often why we mistreat other people because we're afraid. Yes. And so what was he afraid of? What was his situation that would have him abuse you um Mm. yeah and you don't know the witness that a good employee can have on a person like that Uh, a person who is is working from a place of reason and peace when there's unreasonableness and anger uh coming from your boss uh that can be a really powerful witness to be the peaceful presence um, in an unpeaceful environment. Yeah, your response being not like how you've been treated Mm. and what is caught more than taught in that situation. Mm. And in our our attitude, he says, verse 7, rendering service with a goodwill as to the Lord and not to men. Right. So like in everything, uh, Paul says elsewhere, and all that right. you do, do it mm-hmm. as unto the Lord. I think mm-hmm. it's 1 Corinthians something. Right. Um, so, like, all that we're doing, whether whatever job you're working, no matter how menial, how important, how, uh, how meaningful to you or not, whatever you're doing, it's, we need to be working as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and our service is rendered to the Lord, not simply to men and women. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that can shape a lot of our attitudes, of our perspectives, and uh, and our actions in the workplace. I mean, there's a final thought, really, for for this podcast. And our work lives and our home lives are in in the process of being turned upside down. Mm. So we're working remotely, or maybe we're out of work. Um, We're cooped up with our children, who are probably studying remotely. Uh, There's not so much space there's the real stress of getting sick uh, and almost the bit where you think you might be getting sick is almost worse than being sick sometimes yeah. because of the unknown. I think what encouragement can we end with as a team for anybody mm-hmm. who's, who's in that situation is, is my question from this passage. Um, <clears throat> I, I think there's a real difficulty here too in uh, I honoring your father and mother. Um, I mean, I was supposed to go visit my parents this week and bring my mm. kids to spend some time with their grandparents, mm. and I I just had to cancel the trip because I want to honor my father and mother. I want to not get them sick. I want to not spread this thing and I expose them. Um, and 
I, and I think we can use the same principle for honoring our elderly and vulnerable among mm. us. The spiritual fathers and mothers, the those who are elderly, uh, who are more susceptible, to honor them is to um, to practice the right physical distancing and to um, mm. to take care of them as best as we can without exposing them. Yeah. And of course, you know, many people will know this listening, that we're actually quite well acquainted with suffering as a, as a staff team. Uh, the staff team has, has been through the last five years, a, a real litany of, of horrific things of, of the most serious nature, you know, life-threatening injuries, um, life-threatening uh, disease, and, and all sorts of disruptions to our family lives that have been incredibly difficult. Uh, this is really the way of, of, of life, isn't it, in a fallen world? The, the virus that we're experiencing is certainly changing situations in the sort of immediate, but it's not really changing anything in the big story. It's just making it a bit clearer. Mm. Um, I'm struck by the fact that wives, husbands, children, parents, bond servants and masters are all addressed in the same breath. Yeah. This applies to all of us. Well, thank you for joining us. The Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast. Uh, let us know, please, how uh, you're finding this. If there's anything we can change about the way we're doing it as we get our eye in on this, this new system. Uh, let us know if, uh, if it's helpful. And uh, stay tuned next week for uh, the armor of God. God bless.